he safe? He's gone. Okay, guys. All right, he's gone. We're back. A whole new pod. It's safe. This is a safe place again. We are Sam free. Hello, I'm Lucas, not Sam Melby. Um, about Sam Pellegrino. Yes. So we just being a little mean. We had a lot of fun with Sam this last episode. That was it was it was a good time. Didn't really get too much feedback one way or the another. So we will plan to have him back and maybe some of our other friends at some point. It's just yeah. he has to have the same passion, and I don't know how many other. Decoms, he had sexual awakenings to <laughs> as a child, so that'll leave it up in the air a little bit more. He did mention Luck of the Irish, so maybe that's one we'll get. be coming up in a, in a while. We're having a, an exciting time here in Minnesota. Things are on an upswing. We're in. We're above freezing temperature. Things are melting. Forecast uh, 50 next week. Kind of uh, dovetailing this weather has with the movie we watched today. Yeah. Where you kind of get... A little bit of the warm and the cold. We're today talking about Johnny Tsunami, another Tsunami Johnny. 1999 Disney Channel original movie. Maybe one of the last ones from that year. Yeah. I really, Smart House was the one I really wanted to get to. It was one that I wasn't even sure we would get to. We were off to a bit of a shaky start. You know, we're, we're back in full swing. Yes, we're, we should be hitting our two-week out schedule, no. so we did take three weeks before we got to Smart House, but... That was kind of just a scheduling thing to try to get Sam in. So, exciting stuff with Johnny Tsunami. One I knew by name, but not one... By face. And not one I know in my heart after watching. But, without further ado, let's hit the waves, brah! Brah? Bro? That'll only somewhat apply to the movie. Uh, the movie opens up like any other Whoa! Day. Jacob taking the reins oh on this my, one. Oh he had enough of Sam talking over him all of the last episode. Just bottled up. All right, I'll leave it's it to just, you, Jacob. It's all bottled up. Um, just like any other Disney movie, we'll open up, you know, with some catchy music, and in this case, kind of Hawaiian, you know, fun, free will, you know, music over some guys. Um, so, yeah, we see very quickly, we see somebody surfing, and we get the title card, Johnny Tsunami. And we'll find out that this is somewhat applicable pretty quickly because we quickly meet Johnny, our main character, who is kicking it on the beach with his beach bum friends who are like, Whoa, Johnny, your grandpa's so good. Who is the person currently surfing? Who is Johnny Tsunami? Yes, and we'll find out kind of how he got that name. But his friends are they're doing classic Hawaiian beach bum stuff, I guess, like eating pineapple and yes. saying bra a lot. Bra. But Johnny is... A younger, he, he looks like a real Hawaiian, but his grandpa is of Japanese descent, must have moved to Hawaii, and his dad is also Japanese. Yeah. He's telling a story about how his grandpa got the name Johnny Tsunami, and that he basically saved some plane crash victims. Yeah. Yep. He surfed over to them and rescued him, rescued them, and that's how he got the nickname Tsunami. Yeah. And that doesn't really add up. We don't know if there was bad weather that caused the down plane or, you know what exactly happened, but yeah, it's it could, Tsunami. It could be tied to the Tsunami Medal, which yeah. is given to the best surfer in Hawaii, Yes, which you would think is kind of like based on competition, but maybe it's based on how many people you rescue. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, they got, they got a little shaky metrics down there. We get the grandpa stopping by, saying hi to the kids, and I would describe him, as we already mentioned, he's Japanese, but he looks like... A Japanese Johnny Wiseau from the room, <laughs> except a beach bum. He 
it was an interesting look, but we're getting some good diversity. I don't think we've had any real Asian characters in any DCOM so far. No, and, and he's, he's not like your typical grandpa, I don't think. He's, he's very He's active. not your typical <laughs> grandpa. Welcome to Johnny Tsunami. He's going to tell you how to surf. This guy is very active. He's in good shape. We his really his son hates him, but his grandson loves him. <laughs> that's, that's true. Starring <laughs> Rob Schneider as Johnny. All right, sorry, Jacob. Go we, on. We don't really know how old Grandpa is. He's maybe like in his early 60s. He's active and he's hip. That's certainly the impression the movie Late wants back. you to get, is that he's the yeah. cool Grandpa and will soon meet the, the dad with the stick up his butt. Yes. The pencil pusher. So we get to see the next day some surfing competition where Johnny is competing. And it's very awkwardly constructed because, like the beginning of the movie, there's lots of what I would say is stock footage yeah. of surfers. I don't believe it was believably Johnny or we get some stuff later with his friends surfing. Yeah. And it's very clearly not them. But it's constructed in the way that we see the surfing but then we don't see, like, anybody interacting with, like, or, like, the people on the beach aren't really interacting in any way except no. pointing off screen and being like, no. wow, he's really going, and then cut to the stock footage. So it's very jarring and awkward that way. Oh, yeah. I guess Johnny does really good. He wins it or something. He gets to meet up with his family again and also his friends. One of them is named Jakey, and his defining characteristic is that he is super negative. negative. Yeah. Bra. the time. Oh, Jakey, hushing my vibes, brah. Uh, Grandpa and or Johnny Tsunami and Grandpa. Well, mostly call him Grandpa because... Johnny Capahala. Yeah. Johnny Tsunami is Grandpa. Yeah. So Grandpa and Johnny. It is very confusing. There's <laughs> lots of, you know, we'll get into uh, some of like the paternal relationships. But actually, oh, this is... This is too so much there's Johnny's dad, who he calls his dad, Dad. And then there's yes. Johnny's dad, who calls Johnny Tsunami, who is his dad, Dad. And the, the too much. You need a flow chart to watch the, this movie. The title in itself is huge foreshadowing, too. Well, we started this movie, and I think Jacob must have seen it at some point, but you didn't remember that his name was no, not actually Johnny, or that no. Johnny Tsunami was the grandfather. I didn't remember that. No. And just doing some looking around, this is a movie that will eventually get a DCOM sequel, but fairly far down the road. It's eight years later in 2007. I, I, I think I think there's three. I think it's Johnny Capahala, Johnny Capahala Jr., and Johnny Capahala Jr. Jr. He's just talking about the, the, the familiar grandpa, lineage, the not the movies. And the, the franchise yeah. is not that. There's, <laughs> no. there's no Air Buddies or whatever. It's no. So the sequel is not called Johnny Tsunami 2 or anything. It's called Johnny Capahala Back on the Board or something yes. like that. But we're getting far ahead of ourselves. That is eight, probably eight years down the line for us. Oh, uh, but getting back to the serving competition, Grandpa yes. is there with Johnny's mom, who are congratulating him, saying he did such a good job. And then Johnny asks, where's Dad? Oh, we're right into it already. we got some good old daddy issues in our DCOM. Papa issues. Dad is home working. Wouldn't you believe it? He's almost like the dad in Brink. So, Dad... Uh, Pete Capahala, if you will, we'll call him Dad. He's at home uh, writing some rad code. Yep, is, I, is, I wrote that down as well. It's it's a callback to Johnny catching a rad wave earlier. Yeah, Johnny's trying to you know relate to him, and his dad's trying to relate to him back. But there's definitely tension in the air that they don't really get each other too much. No. We'll we'll pick up throughout the movie. 
that Johnny's dad does not really get along with his father, Johnny Tsunami. Uh, As as shortly we see in Johnny's bedroom on his desk. Yeah, in Johnny's room, it's very well illustrated who he likes the most in this family, because on his desk he has a picture of his mom and a picture of his grandfather. At first I thought, because we didn't say, at least I didn't see the full photo of his mother. I thought maybe it was just his mom on the right side and then the dad on the left side covered up by... I like to think it is a picture of his mom and his dad, but he just kind of folded it and put it into the frame, so then it's just his mom. Probably. So, going back to his conversation with his dad after he just gets really blown away by the rad coding, mm-hmm. his dad just, apropos, or he's on the internet, he basically just pulls up, like, how much professional surfers make, and it's like, hey, Johnny, they don't make shit. It was like $35,000 for, you know, 1999. That's pretty good money. I don't know if it was a, if it was for, like, a competition or something, though, which, usually for big competitions, you would think they'd make more money, but even then, it's also like... You don't win anything if you don't win big. So, yeah. you know. he, he was he was the the best up and coming. Well, they aren't paying thirteen year old kids thirty five. But he grand. can maybe get free boards, you know, which saves him a couple hundo. So some wax. Yeah, Johnny goes up to his room, and then mom comes in to talk to dad and being like, "Why are you? Why are you harshing his vibe so much, Papa? Why don't you let him have his dream of being a surfer?" And he drops something about. How he doesn't want him to turn out like his lunatic father, Johnny yeah. Tsunami, the grandfather, yes. and just be, you know, a beach bum. We're just told that Johnny Tsunami is really cool, but we don't know, like, what he does for work or how he... I don't think he does work. ...affords his lifestyle, because from what I little what little I know about living in Hawaii, it ain't cheap. It is very expensive just by the fact that... The food has to be imported. Yeah, and, you know, it's prime real estate and there's not a lot of it, so... Yeah. Then mom is talking to dad and saying, well, are you going to, you got to tell him something about some bad news. Tell him sometime. Yeah. Well, what is that bad news? We quickly, quickly learn the next morning that Johnny's dad has work that is going to make him move to the States, specifically to Vermont. Yes. The, the rad work that he was working on was, was for like a website sharing Kind of, I, I, I kind of said, it sounds like kind of Dropbox. I didn't really fully understand it, and if there's anything to base this on in other DCOMs, they don't really expect us to understand how the technology no. works or exists. But yes, he was he was in charge of running that at this. Yeah, it's for a private academy. Yeah, and Johnny's gonna have to come with him too. It's not just a oh, I'm gonna leave for a while, but I'll come back. It's, no, the whole family is getting uprooted to Vermont. And Johnny's going to go to this private academy that his dad's going to be working at as kind of like the computer network technician or administrator. Surprisingly, Johnny is, okay, yeah, sure, I'm fine. Can I just go surf? But he's totally not fine. Correct. He goes surfing. We get some more good stock Stock footage. footage, Hawaiian music. Let's not forget music. And he's hanging out with uh, Grandpa. Yep. He has one last heartfelt conversation with him. It's... When he's told by his parents, it's, oh, we're leaving in a week. But this happens within, like, two minutes of him being told, and it's, I guess it's already the end of that week. So he's talking to Grandpa one last time, and then they're hitting the road to take the plane to Vermont, which he is just going in his normal Hawaiian clothes, and his parents suggest, eh, maybe you should wear something warmer. I, I, I gotta add to um, Grandpa's parting words to Johnny, where they can't stop you from surfing the Internet. And I, I don't recall anywhere, you know, in the rest of the movie, anything about the internet. I think there's just a... Yeah, that is a good there. point. 
I would I would have probably liked Johnny a lot more if he was more into surfing than the waves. And it's a very uh, expected moment that when he first arrives in Vermont, oh, I'm not wearing anything. It's so cold. He's like bundled up in the back of their car in a blanket. Yeah. So they're driving to the house. Johnny starts to see some people. First, they're sledding. Then there's some skiers. And Snowball fights. You know, anything you can do in the snow, they were they were doing. Well, and then one extra thing he sees is somebody with a plastic board or a wooden board. Yeah. What are they using wood. that for? Hmm, yeah. this is this is new. He he looks confused, you know, at first and kind of down, you know, as you know, each scene that we see. But yes, as he starts to see more and more people on these these boards of wood plastic. I don't I don't know why we're being so good. coy about it. I, I don't want anybody to be confused. There's snowballs. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he starts to get excited. They get to their house, which seems nice enough. Johnny goes to his room that is already somewhat furnished, including a poster on the wall of a skier. That, that he covers up with... Yeah, immediately, somehow he just already had access to his poster from home. and just no, That's like, all he had. That's all he brought with him. That was his carry-on he checked, was just this poster of a very generic-looking surfer. Yeah. And he's basically like, suck it, New England! Surf's <laughs> up, dick! Uh, Dad stops by, gives Johnny his new class schedule, because can't hit the waves... Uh, Unless you hit the books. Very good. All right, I didn't know where I was going with that one, but you saved me there. So, next day, they car- they carpool, because Johnny's dad works at the school. Yeah, and Papa Pete has his own parking spot. It's got his, you know, Pete Cabahala on the parking spot name, and it's front and center. He says, oh, look at that, you know, feeling home, you know, at home right away. Yeah, but Johnny is not impressed at all that his dad has a parking spot no. and wants to get away from him as soon as possible, because parents suck, especially Johnny's dad. <laughs> Uh, he gets to his first class. He's introduced to the class, and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt because, of start, course, he is. Kids start ripping on him like right away. You know what planet you drop in from? And, and at that point, I'm like, "What is this like Xenon?" And without even noticing, the girl who played Xenon was <laughs> sitting <laughs> behind Johnny, and I'm like, "That was pretty. That was pretty wild." That was mind blowing. Uh, so and her name is Emily. So she's Emily. We're kind of introduced to her because. Uh, the other kid who is being the most mean Brett. to him is Brett. Brett. And it, yeah, we thought it was Brent mistakenly for a while. But it just seems so crazy that, I mean, mo- we live in a cold place. I'm not, like, super against it. Some people are. But for, like, anybody to be like, yo, fucking Hawaii sucks. Like, wow, you're such a nerd for, yeah. I don't know, surfing a bunch. Yeah. I mean, he kind of sucks for surfing a bunch, but I wouldn't call him a nerd. But to dunk on somebody from being from Hawaii just seems like one of the craziest things. I, I've out written there. down yes. Brent is the asshole. Yeah. Brent. I mean we we have to, you know, we have to get somebody very quickly on. If it's in a school yeah. setting, there's gonna be at least one bully. Somewhere. And 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 the the teacher kind of snaps back at, at Brett and asks, you know, if he can name the the major islands of Hawaii and he can't, he has no idea. But Xenon, Emily, um, chimes in and names them off, you know. One by one by one yeah. by one, and, and then Peter's like, "Very good, Emily." Yeah, it's established what? she's smart, which doesn't yeah. really play too much of a role. But no. Johnny, the whole time, is like, "Oh, oh Emily, she, she knows Oahu and Kauai." <laughs> yes, please. And then the teacher, you know, asks Johnny, you know, like, "Oh, what do you do in in Hawaii?" And he's, you know, "Yeah, we just 
It was. He went off for a long yeah. time. Yeah. I really thought he was like, on the beach. You know, we go. Mostly, we go surfing. We have parties on the beach. I go kayaking, and he just kept going on and on. And I wanted it to end with like just him starting to cry. Brett's, <laughs> the Brett's henchman dude said, asked him something too. I can't. Remember. He's like, have yeah. you ever seen a volcano explode? Oh, that's right. Which yes. is like, is that supposed to be mean? Like. I mean, I wouldn't want to see a volcano explode if it, like, destroyed my house, but it could be cool to see. Like, it just seemed like such a weird insult. Johnny also mentioned the girls in bikinis, which kind of leads into a, a upcoming scene, too. But before that, we get to go to lunch where Johnny is getting his food from the lunch lady and is disgusted by what they passed for pineapple here yeah, in Vermont. He asked for pineapple and... She gives him, like, some slop, and he's like, oh, sorry, you know, I just, I, I thought, you know, I asked for pineapple, and she's like, it is pineapple, and she pulls up a can that says, Hawaiian freshly made pineapple or something on it. And it's like, yo, those pineapple tidbits ain't nothing to fuck with. I, as far as stuff you could Shady get in school. and Scooby would not approve. It's the only one I have. I might just cut them out from all future episodes. Oh, my God. But, as I say, pineapple tidbits were one of the better things you could get at school, probably, on a regular basis. But That's a real pineapple. Fresh pineapple. Which, I don't even... I mean, maybe this will just show my ignorance. I don't know if they even grow pineapple in Hawaii. I don't know their I full agricultural economy. I know they have, like, sugarcane. Coconuts? Uh, yeah, probably coconuts. But pineapple? I don't know. I don't even really know what pineapple looks like when it's grown. But enough about me being dumb. Well, let's go back to Johnny and his friends being dumb. Because Johnny, after he gets his pineapple slop, sees Emily and is all like, she can name all my major islands. Oh, wow. <laughs> then goes trying to sit by her. Mm-hmm. Brett intervenes and takes a seat and says, this is my spot. Fuck off. Yeah. So Johnny sullenly has to walk away, goes and sits by himself, slams his tray down, which causes something, probably the pineapple, the pineapple kind of slop to just spill out. Yeah. I, I don't even know if that was intended, but I liked it. Yeah, very good like good, good attention to uh, realism and detail. Yeah, so it was actually on the plate. It wasn't just a fake plate of, of nothing. It's the little things that we, you know, that Johnny Tsunami really gets right. <laughs> At this time, uh, just uh, serendipitously, Johnny's dad stops by to see how he's, his son's doing and immediately sees that he is eating lunch by himself, so not a great first day start. But at the same time, he seemed kind of, like, disgusted by it. <laughs> he did. He got to look like he, like, threw up in his mouth or something, but then he runs away. So I was like, I wasn't sure if, you, if he was thinking about, no, maybe I'll, like, eat lunch with him. But he's like, oh, yeah, my yeah. son's <laughs> such a loser. And he just turns away. <laughs> so later that day, or I, I think it was still that day. We've we, we got to mention the magazine. Yeah, that's what I was getting yeah, at. Yeah. Johnny is at his locker, and he's paging through a hot surfing zine, because that's what yeah. you called them back then. Zine. They were zines. That was a cool thing. When Brent and his other, I call him either lackey or Henchman. just other or other guy, other guy, they stop by and are like, yeah. basically they're still going on about like Hawaii being lame. Is this, is this how all the babes look in Oahu? Well, yeah, the lackey's like, well, you know what, maybe Hawaii isn't so bad. Like, that's yeah. what he had to be convinced is that girls can wear swimsuits there. Yes. So, so Johnny actually ends up giving um, Lackey the magazine. They're skimming through it, checking out the girls. But they come across an article where, you know, it says Johnny Capahala is, you know, the, the most promising young talent in all of Hawaii. And they're like, Johnny Capahala. And then they kind of just put two and two together. They had a picture of him in there. So they, they're like, I thought your name was Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> they know Johnny's hot shit now. That doesn't stop them, though, from throwing it in the garbage. No. 
And during this whole time, Johnny is using, like, super heavy surfer slang. And I think it was supposed to be kind of sarcastic, but it was a little hard to tell. Because he was, like, really laying in and be like, yeah, brah, we're just carving up those waves. Hang loose. 420, man. Uh, but this kind of all ends up with uh, Emily. She comes by, takes the zine. And she sees the article about Johnny, too, who's kind of impressed. Ultimately, I don't know if it really, like, pays off or, like, leads to a whole lot of anything. Maybe that's why, I don't know, she said she's just, she's interested in Johnny, I guess. But, I mean, for reasons. if watching enough uh, Japanese anime, everybody's interested in transfer students coming. Especially when they come to Vermont from Hawaii. Except not here, where they all think Hawaii sucks. So, Emily, Brent, and other, uh, other guy, (laughs) uh, invite Johnny to go ski with them. They say, you've been skiing, right? Uh, And he lies, saying, yeah, I definitely have been skiing all of the time. They ask him, like, where he went, and he, Snowmass, I think. I don't know if it's a real place or not. I don't think it's a, I mean, I don't know if in our reality it's a real place, but that actually was another great attention to detail is the poster of the skier in his room said Snowmass or Snowmass on it. So that's that's where he got from. Well, I, I don't remember that. That was on my third rewatch. I'm just kidding. I don't. Oh. We've only watched one of these movies two times. You picked up a lot of detail there. And that was probably still the best one to watch twice. Uh, right. So yeah, he lies about going to skiing. And it's pretty clear fairly quickly, even within the ski shop, where there's a comical sequence where he's trying on his ski boots. He doesn't yeah. have the right balance. He falls over, knocks a bunch of skis over. Yeah. It's really not funny. And then they get to the slopes where... They're about to go down, and then or they're going up the ski lift, and Emily says, oh, my screw's loose. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, she had to get a screwdriver um, to to fix whatever. And uh, (laughs) to to Brett. They might as well have just been like, hey, Emily, look over there. Because this is used as a cover for Brent and his other guy. Other guy. (laughs) To... Push. push. Yeah, push Johnny. He, he said, hey, uh, he, and I think he actually used his name. Um, Brett used whatever. We, hey, I, whatever. I think it's Randy. Hey, Randy, can you give me a hand? And then they both proceed in pushing Johnny down the hill. And he is mortified. Yep, so it's... Almost a, literally. It's a hilarious yeah. runaway ski scene exactly as you would imagine it to be. It's all, whoa! He's falling down, doing like flips on his forehead. Yeah, almost crashing into people. Yeah. It all ends with him very cartoonishly ending back up at the ski shop and then like hits a mat, flies off of his skis, and, and the, I'll let you I'll let you take the, it. The Jay. guy says uh returns are on the other other end or whatever. And that that you know, the end of the music where it just goes like da da and then next scene where we yeah. see the aftermath, uh everybody in the group is laughing at Johnny for being a total fucking bad skier. Yes. Uh Emily also because to be fair, she was distracted and she didn't, didn't see yeah. that he got pushed down. And she's like, you know... She was kind of overly critical, I yeah. felt. She, you should be more careful. Somebody could have gotten hurt. Yes. And really, I would have known, no matter what, that he had not been skiing before. Even if he was saying he's been skiing before, he was obviously lying. Yeah. I thought they might have been like, oh, I've been water skiing. But they weren't even really that clever to do that. No. I think she was a little... You know, a little bit too much, but it ultimately doesn't really matter. At home, Johnny is talking with his dad, who is just, I don't know, being a difficult dad. Then he tries to call his grandpa, because he loves his grandpa so much and hates his dad. But grandpa's 
He was on the catching beach? crab, I think. Yeah. He had a net, and I think he was trying to catch crab. Either crabs or, yeah, he was just throwing Something. a net on yeah. the beach with, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish, but not being a good uh, role model to his not grandson. when he needed him. And, and the dad says, uh, you know, he's probably another side of the island doing catching some gnarly waves. Yeah, he's always he's always prepared to throw some shade at G G Pop, <laughs> G Papa, Papa G. Papa so G. next day at school, Johnny has finally gotten his school uniform. We should have mentioned it's a private academy, so all the kids have uniforms. So when Johnny showed up on the first day with his Hawaiian shirt, it was okay. It was accepted. It was okay, but that made it. He really stood out. Yes. Then. But he still kind of stood out because he's still wearing said Hawaiian shirt, but under... Yeah, he's um, kind of being sneaky that under his blazer jacket on the outside, he's still wearing... I, it looked like people in the hallway were still, you know, checking him out for... They're all, oh, bo- 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 what? So he is quickly sent to the principal's office yes. by the teacher for his dress code violation. There, before he goes in, he sees Emily, who's father, I guess, is the principal, or as she Headmaster. says, headmaster. Yes. It's when Guardian Liviosa. <laughs> oh. Uh, and she says, he is particularly strict about dress code violations. And Johnny's immediately freaked out by that, worried that he's going to get torn a new one. And then the principal, he was an actor I recognized. I think he was maybe in some seasons of 24. Kind of typecast as kind of just a villainous older person, but he had a really heavy Boston accent for some reason. Yeah, it was. It he was, sounded it was like one of the Kennedys, accent. or that was probably his inspiration. Yeah, as opposed to daughter Emily. Well, yeah, and they live in Vermont, so it's. I'm, hey, people can move. Johnny's from Hawaii. It's much more believable to get to Vermont from Boston, but it was still. You know, that's just the character depth. You wonder yeah. the mystery. I want to know the backstory wow. of Papa Great. Emily. <laughs> Emily's Papa. Uh, but it turns out he's very nice and very understanding. Yeah, he really wasn't that, that bad that he's time. Like, that is know. a pretty sick shirt, but he basically went into the whole... I took a debate class in high school where one of the debates was about whether, whether having school uniforms was good or not. And he kind of just laid out the basic boilerplate answer that school uniforms are so people don't need to worry about like who is wearing the latest fashions and like looking cool and people can just not express themselves that's what's most important yeah but it's kind of backpedaled by the fact that this is a private school so most of the people would be rich anyway and probably could wear the latest fashions true but take it or leave it that's kind of why people support school uniforms johnny has to take it or he's gonna leave it what on the bus home, Johnny meets other main character. The black kid. Yes. Sam. More important than that he's black is that he is from a public school and that he also is a snowboarder. So that is something that really interests Johnny. As they're talking about snowboarding versus skiing, we learn about a very serious division between the academy, which is called Skyline. So the kids who go to the academy are called Skies. Yes. And the public school, which I don't remember the name of, but they're called urchins, like street urchins or sea urchins. Urchins. And this is understandable that there would be this kind of divide of superiority between the schools, but it is super emphasized and very weirdly that the Skies ski and the urchins board and neither will ever cross paths. Never. Never the twain shall meet. The, and the the mountain, the, the resort is split just like that as well. One, one side is... Yeah, we later learned that it was part of 
some family decree, uh, like somebody <laughs> died and left it in their will that only this side of the mountains yeah. can be snowboarded, and that's by the pores, and only the riches can <laughs> ski on this side. And yeah. it's just, they didn't need to fully go into it, or it's like, this is... And we're, we're introduced to uh, both sides without even really knowing kind of that whole family background. And, yeah, you know. I, well, I think the whole family thing was kind of just like a little more flavor, but it's more just the school-based, and it's... Something where it's like, well, this is kind of an interesting dynamic that hasn't really come up in any of these movies yet. But then it's just made kind of dumb with, like, the extra layer of, we're the snowboarders and well, we're geez, the skiers. Like like Brett says, you know, at one point, you know, he uses the term forever. You know, it's always been this way. We've always been split. But, like, the individuals that are in charge of, you know, which side is which, they're not that old. They're, like, in their 30s. It's probably, like, the last 10 or 15 years. That this, well, yeah, this I mean, I don't think people back in the fucking split. 60s were doing a lot of snowboarding. No, it's kind of forever. It'd be kind of like in Brink, if they're, like, they really emphasized more that, like, Brink and his friends hated the skateboarders, like, so much. And, but it just, it just seems like a weird thing to get up focused on. And that'll be something that'll come up with a lot of the, the more social dynamics in this movie is... They're kind of focusing on some of the weird things. Yeah. So, eventually, John... John... John Saddam. Yep, John and Sam... Uh, Johnny and Sam meet up at the, the board shop at the, the slopes, where the owner knows Johnny's grandpa. He's like, oh, hell yeah, bro, Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> Johnny Tsunami, yeah. I hear that... I heard that John Jackie was so good at hitting them waves. Here, I'll give everything to you for free. (laughs) That's kind of what it was. Johnny says, you know, yeah, yeah, Johnny Tsunami, that's my grandpa. And he's like, yeah, look, your brother. Yeah, that's that's really all it was, was to get Johnny the free stuff. Free stuff, because you don't have no money, he ain't working. He ain't making that 36 grand a year yet. So Johnny is extremely overconfident, thinking that, Snowboarding and surfing have to basically just be the exact same things. Which, as somebody who neither snowboards or surfs, I would say that seems insane that you would ever think that because the boards themselves aren't even that similar. And one, you're going downhill, and one, you're not. And he is immediately put in his place because he just sucks and is wiping out. He's falling on his face constantly. Sam's giggling, but he he just lets him go because... He wants him to learn from experience because Sam knows that there are some things that are different from snowboarding and from surfing, but he doesn't tell Johnny right away, but he does eventually. Yeah, I think he just wanted the first, you know, laugh at him moment, but then we're greeted to one of many just montages of somebody learning something or somebody doing Training. something. We had yeah. surfing montages at the beginning. We got... Yeah. Plenty more montages in our future. There were a lot of stunt doubles for this movie. There were like 15. Looking at the credits, we also learned that the the slopes were not filmed in... Vermont. They were filmed in Utah. Yeah. So they have much crazier mountains than I think were accessible in Vermont. Yeah. Brett and his... Brett and other... That's what my note says. Brett and uh, his other friends see Johnny after he was snowboarding. And see him with his board... And are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Get up in his face and be like, you can't do this. We're, you're a sky. You can only ski. But uh, this altercation between uh, Johnny and Brett is interrupted by Johnny's dad pulling up. Being like, hey, son, you want a ride? And I almost thought he was just going to be like, no, dad, I'm fine. I'll walk home. <laughs> but he gets in. And there's a, probably one of the funnier moments for me in the movie was his dad being like, oh, it's good to see that you made some friends. That's really cool. And it's, 
Oh, Dad, yeah. those are not my friends. No. Uh, Johnny ends up one day going over to Sam's house, which we learn that Sam is, uh, his dad Sergeant. is in the military, and he's moved a lot, but apparently only to cold places. Yeah, and it's just weird that, I don't know what branch, there's planes apparently flying overhead, so I don't know if he's Army or Air Force yeah. or whatever, but... That there's anywhere that people are getting stationed repeatedly I, I, that I are only cold. Sam, yeah, yeah. Sam lists off like five or six places that he's moved to. It. Like I would think anywhere in Vermont, if you were stationed there, it would be either you're like a recruiter or you're probably bases to like train people there, but not like yeah. I don't know. It didn't make a whole lot of sense, but welcome to the world of Disney Channel original movies. We also learned that Sam's mom has died. And True. his dad is kind of busy with working in the military, but he's still really cool, as we see when he comes home, yeah. greets Sam and Johnny, like, hey, kids, you want to go to the movies? Which Johnny says, no, I can't. But then he's all like, wow, your dad's so cool. My dad sucks so much. Oh, my God, I hate my dad. And at this point, I was kind of like, this movie would be so much better if Sam was the main character. He's far more interesting. I mean, sure, it falls into the mold of a person with a single-parent dad, but yeah. I think... I don't know, Johnny is kind of playing both sides of this social divide, but I think it'd just be more interesting. Because Sam is also, he says, a new kid who most recently moved there. So he kind of already is like a precursor to Johnny, but he just goes to the public school. So next day, Sam goes to Johnny's house where they watch some surfing videos. Yeah. Sam remarks about, whoa, that was such a wicked wave. (laughs) And Johnny's basically like, yeah, Hawaii's awesome. This place fucking sucks. I can't believe you like it here. Hawaii's basically the opposite of this place. Everything good about Hawaii is everything bad about Vermont. That's, yeah. I hate my dad. <laughs> uh, at school, Emily goes up to Johnny when he has his board, and she kind of gives him some stuff about it, but she's also mostly just interested. Yeah, she is. She's, she's really into... Yeah, I, which we see in the next scene. Or but scene. to get there, Johnny is first a big dick to her and be like, you could never snowboard. Well, he, he's, he's doing this, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's reverse psychology. It's, it's, it is. He, he's saying, oh, you could never do, you can never stand up, no balance. I certainly I hoped it was going to be reverse psychology, but I wasn't sure how much of a benefit of the doubt I could give the movie. But it was that, and we see the payoff immediately. She shows in the next up. Scene. Yes, she shows up. Johnny is with Sam. And here comes somebody all bundled up, you know, head to toe, covered face, you know, hidden identity. Yep. And it's it's Emily. But the revolution has begun. <laughs> We're crossing the line. Yeah, that's what Johnny says. He's like, oh, yeah, we got another one to... Yeah. <laughs> he does not quite say, yeah, Viva the revolution! Uh, so Emily is mostly a quick study. She's quickly boarding down some hills with them. There's, a, yeah. I think, another montage of her kind of getting up to speed. Falling, As they're going down... As they're going down a certain slope that mostly seems kind of cool, they're just kind of chatting. And I was like, she seems really close to the edge. And, and she was very close to the edge because she ends up flying, flying off, off the edge. And she's going down in you know, off-limits area. And she falls, I would say, comically far. Yeah, it's she's tumbling. And like I thought she like broke every bone in her body. Yeah. But she ends up, you know, snagging out just through her fingertips. And she, oh, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, just hanging, hanging loose. Yeah, but. it's a sequence kind of like, you know, if you've seen the very bad knockoff of E.T. Mac and Me. It's kind of oh. like the kid in the wheelchair falling down the hill there. But it's set up in a way where if this was in a comedy, she's falling for so long, you would cut to somebody like somewhere else doing something else. You'd cut back to her. She's yeah. still falling. She falls yeah. so far. 
which is kind of funny. I mean, as Jacob says, she grabs onto the rock, and it's like oddly serious, and this is kind of like a life or death situation that yes. doesn't come up in a lot of DCOMs. Um, and then, and then, so Sam tries to, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna go down there, try to try to save or whatever, and the same thing happens to him. He ends up tumbling, falling, grabbing on by just his fingertips. Like, John, you gotta go get the ski patrol or, you know, the mountain patrol. And he's like, oh, I guess this is time the lessons to pay off or this is the big test or something. Again. Yeah, somewhere along those lines. Um, so he just goes off course and, you know, here's Johnny going down the mountains, you know, doing big jumps and, and what have you. It's being noticed by people all around. But he does still fall a lot. Yeah. So like, I appreciated like, like, that. Right away they show him falling. Yeah. The first cut, you know, away from him going down is, yeah, it's him like doing like a flip on his head. I appreciate that he's still learning and not just within the great. the the heat of the moment with the adrenaline pumping that all of a sudden he's just a master snowboarder. True. He's still pretty damn good. As Jacob mentioned, he gets mad air and, and then it's recognized, which pays off for him. Yeah, he and he gets he finds a ski patrol, he the yeah. snowmobile up there, they throw down a rope and they just pull up them, which doesn't seem like the safest way to really accomplish that. No, like we said, it would have been smart had they had they wrapped the rope around the the weighted down obvious you know snowmobile, but they kind of just like Lucas said, Johnny was just like the the weight holding you know. Yeah, it was Johnny or, and the singular ski patrol member yeah. who was in the front, and Johnny was at the back, serving as the anchor to stop things from going wrong. And was, luckily, they didn't. But it was not an ideal setup. No, not at all. Emily, in the aftermath, is talking to her dad on a payphone, saying, Oh, I'm fine. No, Dad, it's all good. Nobody's hurt. But she ends up getting grounded. Brett is there, being Brett. Brett will Brett. He's being a dick. And he gets mad at Sam and Johnny. Yeah. With, I don't know, some reason that, you know, maybe they were being could've, too could've, reckless could've and endangering. a girl. I don't want Xenon to be hurt. She still okay. has to be there for the sequel. And they also mentioned that Emily had just been nice to them because her dad had said to do that, which is not something that fully gets addressed at all. It's kind of weird. I I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, they both kind of say it, so it kind of seems, oh yeah, maybe that is the truth, but I don't. So probably the major, the most major theme of this movie is daddy issues. And that is highlighted in this scene more than any other, because we get to see arguably the three main characters, or at least the three main younger characters, all having dealings with their father. So we got Emily, whose dad was mad at her and grounded her. Then we get Sam. His dad is proud of him because he tried to rescue Emily, even though he screwed up and almost killed everybody. (laughs) And then we have Johnny, whose dad is disappointed, but not for the reasons that Johnny expected, because Johnny's like, oh, you're probably mad because I could have killed Emily, who's like your boss's daughter, and it probably would (laughs) have hurt you at work. And he's like, no, motherfucker. I'm mad because you're stupid. Yeah. He, he phrases it a little bit better. He's mad because he's disappointed that Johnny is treating he's, this like he's still in Hawaii, where he's master surfer. He knows his limits. He's, he's being too reckless. He's snowboarded for like two or three days and kind of created this situation. That wasn't fully his fault, but his dad is just, you know, try to be more reasonable. Yeah. As Johnny walks away, mom and dad continue the conversation, and at some point the dad kind of lets loose that he had hoped that some of his more reckless attitude, speaking of Johnny, that this would have worn off as they got away from Hawaii and specifically from Grandpa, to which the mom responds, you didn't move us here because you wanted to get away from Johnny Tsunami, and he's like, 
No, I totally did not. And really, I mean, he didn't do that, but he wanted, you know, maybe some separation where he could get closer to Johnny without his father being the pure idol for him. Yeah. But Mom is quick to say that this has nothing to do with surfing and Grandpa. This is, you know, a different thing. Yeah. Johnny loves Grandpa because Grandpa accepts Johnny for who he is in this moment and isn't trying to force different visions of who he thinks he should be onto him. So, Mom is, throughout the movie, fairly rational and one of the better parents, I think, in DCOM history up to this point. Johnny calls Grandpa, who, at this point, I was like, damn, this Grandpa's got the easiest shooting schedule. He gets to stay in Hawaii the whole time. Lay on the beach. And this scene, he's just laying down talking on the phone. Yeah. Quickly, you know, towards the end of the movie, he doesn't. Stay in Hawaii the whole time. No, but up to this point, pretty chill. Yes. Mom stops by Johnny's room to talk to him about dad and grandpa and just everybody's dad. Everybody's got a dad. Johnny's got, you know, dad fights going on everywhere. Yes. She says that, really, they used to have more in common than they do now. And Johnny's like, what? Dad cared about something more than work? And Mom's like, yeah, he cared about something more than work. He cares about lots of stuff more than work. And then it kind of hangs for a bit. She's like, like family. And we're just... And pussy. Yeah, well, quick to that. Yeah, we're just putting something like, like money. Like money. Like king-size candy bars. (laughs) And then, yeah, also family. He cares about us a lot. So, a nice moment with the mom as a proxy to let Johnny know that his dad cares. He's just bad at showing it. Yes. At school, Johnny goes to talk to the principal, Aka, a.k.a. Emily's Papa, dad. Emily, Papa, Papa, Emily. And so. basically we learned that he was owning up that he was the one to be, like, blamed for it or whatever. Get her almost dying. Yeah. yeah. And then he tells Emily later on at lunch that he had talked to her dad. She wasn't having none of Yeah, she was like, oh, it should be cool. Yes, no. Or he said it should be cool. Then she's like, nah, fuck off. Just leave me alone. Yeah, she wants to stay away from him. That bums Johnny out because Xenon is super cool. At the slopes, Johnny is fully accepted by the boarders, because as we mentioned earlier, the mad air he got was noticed by the rest of the urchins. Sam comes out and throws him one of these goofy hats we haven't really mentioned. Yeah, it's probably hard to describe what these are like, because they were certainly a thing in the 90s and early 2000s. Like multiple pieces of fabric, kind of just kind of like a crown, like a jester's crown, but just like... It looks like a jester's hat mixed with kind of... Like a koosh ball, just lots of different pieces of fleece or fabric. Yes. You know, it's kind of a mess, but I guess it's an iconic hat for the urchins to yes. wear. So much that Johnny puts it on the hat he's already wearing. He immediately, be, yeah, he does. He puts it on the orange one, and, and like I mentioned, we don't it's to be you know continuity. But the next scene, we see him. Uh, yeah, we see nowhere. somebody wearing the same hat. It's obviously Johnny. I don't know what you're talking about. And the orange hat's nowhere to be seen. Johnny's a master surfer and snowboarder in yes. real life. This is actually a biographical picture. Yes. Or maybe autobiographical (laughs) should be the the proper term. So, at the slopes, after they're handing out these cool membership hats, Sam says that they're doing a a sky raid or something, where they're going to go to the sky side of the mountain. Because it's got some fresh new powder on it. Hell yeah, bro! Rip it up! Carve my powder, dude! Yeah, get up! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're just really 
opened up a nice another montage. I think this one had some ska music playing, which you did mention ska. There's also ska later on, and it's not bad ska. I can't remember if it, I think it was Brink. It was Brink or like You Lucky Dog. It was one of the earlier movies yes. that had some ska that I was not expecting to really hear again after that movie. But this is another kind of radical counterculture movie. So we got the third wave ska going, which yeah. I enjoyed. But something I did enjoy is when all of the urchins and Johnny got caught by Brent, Emily, and the gang. To mean not just the other guy, but there was also a couple other people there. Yeah. To tell them to step off. This is our territory. They need to get to their other side of the mountain and fuck you. To which Johnny says, this isn't fair. Why can't we just, like, go everywhere? And then Brent responds by punching Johnny in the face or pushing him bleeds. down. Johnny bleeds from the nose. I think the first time we've seen blood, um, except Gabriella maybe. And, uh... Yeah, Gabriella got fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so if there wasn't... Bringing up Gabriella now is a good point because there's certainly comparisons to Brink and Brett. I almost said Brent there again. Brett is very much a the Val type yeah. to... The point where the climax of both movies is basically the same, as we'll get to later on. The fight is ultimately broken up by the Ski Patrol. Thank God for the Ski Patrol. Snow lives matter. (laughs) And he's not even, he's not like a jerk about it. No, he doesn't enforce that whole, oh, you know, just, uh... Actually, the Ski Patrol seems bad, because he doesn't actually seem to think that they were fighting. He's just like, hey, guys, you're okay? You doing okay here? Oh, yeah, we're fine. But but he, he doesn't enforce the whole, you know, urchins on one side, sky or... Yeah, that's around. the thing. He doesn't bring it up. And at that point, I was like, is this actually a thing? Or is this just, like, the school? I, I, I think it's just a thing with the kids, you know. But but also the, the owners of the ski shops, you know. Well, I, and, and the principal. I don't know. It's very it's stupid. Weird. It's very this stupid. This guy goes by the law, not by the rules of the mountain. Yeah. We'll just say that. So Johnny gets in a lot of trouble. Brett went and narked on him. He said, don't even bother coming back to school. But Johnny, one way or another, got to school because he's in the principal's office with his parents. Yes. I guess if you get in, like, a single fight, you're basically put up for, like, expulsion just about. But the principal's like, meh, we'll just put you on probation. His his dad has some, you know, leeway given that he's in charge. Yeah, fucking nepotism, am I right? Hey, talk about the news. All these rich parents is paying for their rich kids to get into schools. Johnny Tsunami. Little did we know Johnny Tsunami was the the, the start of it all. So Johnny insists that he didn't start the fight because that's what Brett was saying. Yeah. And the principal is like, well, one way or another, Johnny, you're going to have to decide. You're going to have to choose. And Johnny says, what? You mean I have to choose which friends I want to have? He's just, yeah, you got to choose between what's right and what's wrong. What's, you know. Well, he says, the reality is, is if you go to this school, you will have a much better future than anybody at the public school. And that's just the way it is. That's the way the world works. Doesn't mean if it's good or bad. And it's like, yeah, these are some interesting social issues that are being addressed socioeconomic division and gaps in society, but then with, like, the extra layer of the skiing-snowboarding rivalry kind of lessens the impact a little bit. So the meeting with the principal ends, and to make matters worse, as they're pulling into the driveway at home, Johnny sees... Sam. Yep, Sam sitting on the front steps. Sam's hanging out. Papa Pete just trying to tell him, you know, can't be having none of you right now. Beat it! 
Yeah, more and then Sam's, you know, begging, you know, please, Papa Pete, please just give me, you know, one second. It's very important. And then Mama Melanie has to step in and, you know, say, oh, you know, just give them, you know, Pete, let's just go inside and give these two their, you know, their moment together. So Johnny and uh, Sam talk and Sam breaks the bad news that, yes, as Lucas and I had mentioned, you know, he has to go to another cold place. This time, Iceland. The coldest place, right? It's in the name. Iceland. And I just am like, what? As far I mean, hey, I am not a I'm not an army brat or anything. But I have no understanding if the US even has a base in Iceland or like is this, you know, military exchange program or what would be the basis to put him there? But he's going to Iceland when it rains, or maybe I should say when it snows it pours, because things are going bad for Johnny. That's right. Johnny goes inside. His dad, you know, says, hey, what's going on with Sam? Oh, he's leaving? Well, that's a good thing, because now you won't need to worry about messing with those urchins. Because you don't got him. You don't got that black boy to bother you anymore. Oh, my. I mean, it's weird because he's Asian, but that's... It, hey, this movie has some weird social dynamics, as I said. True. He didn't say that. He did not say, I don't want you with that black boy. <laughs> So, this obviously is a super dick move, and it pisses off Johnny, who I wrote down his exact words. I wish Grandpa was here. He understands me. He runs up to his room, slams the door. And begins to write a suicide letter. No, he begins to run a, yeah. a runaway letter. I also here, wrote here in my notes that this movie, as we kind of already touched on plenty, dad issues. But also, within this family, generational dad hate. Johnny yeah. hates his father, who hates Johnny Tsunami, which apparently Johnny Tsunami's father couldn't swim, so maybe Johnny Tsunami hated his father. It's in there. It's in the I movie. Trust so me. the old so grandpa's father couldn't swim? Yes. So oh, Pete's grandfather couldn't swim. Huh. It's in the it's in the expanded universe of Johnny <laughs> Tsunami. So Johnny writes, as Jacob was saying, a note, but it's to be sent to his parents, because he's called up Sam and is like, let's blow this popsicle stand. Sam writes a very similar note to his his sergeant father. Who runs over, or drives over to... Maybe runs. Could be. Johnny and, or Johnny's parents' house. He's like, did you get one of these? Yeah. Where could they be? Well, I couldn't have gotten far. Oh, how wrong they were. Cut to them walking the beaches of Hawaii. What the fuck?! <laughs> And, and, and then, you know, we're like, how did they get there? And, and Sam must have said, you know, it's a good thing, you know, I can just hop on my, my father's one of his airplanes or Yeah, something. they snuck onto, I guess, an Air Force plane that I, was going to Hawaii. That would have been a cool scene to see. Yeah. Probably a lot cooler than a lot of stuff in this movie. They're, they're in Hawaii, they're walking the beach, like we said, and they come across uh, Grandpa, Mr. Johnny Because he's always himself. on the beach. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of surprised at first. He's like, hey, bruh! He doesn't even seem that surprised. He just immediately starts yelling out to him, like, wait, you left? <laughs> it's also not even clear at this point, like, how much time has passed since they came to Because uh, Sam's father is still at the house when they make the call. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that especially, it's not clear how long that in between, because it's implied that maybe within hours of them leaving, the parents would have noticed. Yeah. And then to get onto a plane to get to Hawaii would still take... I don't know. We could look up the the Trivago information or something right now. Probably, I would think, like, 12 hours or so to, from Vermont to Hawaii, if not more. And the whole time, it seems like Sam's dad has just been at 
the Kalabahabra, whatever the fuck house. Yeah. But Johnny's dad calls Johnny Tsunami and tells them... The 10 same. hours, 27 minutes. Okay. Vermont to Hawaii. Okay. Well, there's probably layovers. Well, I don't know. Probably. I, I, we don't even know what kind of plane they were on. <laughs> whatever. They're there, and Johnny Tsunami does not want to send them home. He says, I'll send them home, but only when they're ready. Only when they're ready. Because they're sleeping. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is they get there and there's a showing a whole evening of them surfing. Yes. And then Johnny's dad calls. I don't know how they even figured out that they were in Hawaii. So this obviously makes Johnny's... I almost, John. called, him, I almost called him John again. Johnny. Yes, Papa. <laughs> uh, makes Johnny's dad very mad, as I feel like is within his right, that Johnny Tsunami should bring him home as quick as possible. But hey, whatever. So then we get, like, a really heavy, I wrote in my notes, heavy shit alert section. Shit alert. Where this kind of doesn't get resolved too well. It's just kind of implied that it gets fixed. But Mom really goes in uh, against Dad and says that he sucks. And that he's kind of turned into a person that isn't the same as the person she fell in love with. Yeah. He's like, you're not the one that I fell on the beach, the West Beaches, or yeah. And then, you know, the movie ends with them actually getting a divorce. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, who knows? That's we'll get a, to Johnny, the, too. The second one, Johnny Capahala. Maybe the parents are separated and the mother's married grandpa. Yeah, so she says, Yo, you've changed and you're trying to change our son into basically, you know, a soulless husk or something, yes. too. And it's like, jeez. Yeah. A lot of heavy stuff in this movie. A lot of dysfunctional family, interpersonal conflicts. Johnny's friends... Just leaving that out there. Hey, whatever. Now let's go to Johnny's friends who stopped by to go surfing with him. So Johnny is going to go surfing with them and leave Sam behind. He was going to learn with his grandpa how to surf. But Johnny yeah. says, you know what? I'm going to stay and hang out with Sam. And this is treated as some like momentous outreach that this is yeah. like some great sacrifice that Johnny is doing when he yeah. still surfs with Sam and it's not even that big of a deal that he hung out with him for like an afternoon to help him how to surf. In a way, it's him paying back the favor the of Sam getting teaching him how to snowboard. Yeah. And it also means that we get another training montage set to music. Which of, Disney loves to do, as, as we know. I'd say, I mean, maybe it doesn't sound that much, but I'd say probably at least 5% of this movie montages. is montages. Grandpa has a nice moment that night where he's talking to Johnny and Sam, and he says... Hey, man, you don't need to be in Hawaii just to ride waves. You can ride waves anywhere. It's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, maybe like the snow of Vermont. Or what about, you know, these challenges that life puts in front of you? Yeah, it's like, it's not like super deep, but, you know, it's kind of a neat thing. But then Johnny ruins it by over-explaining. I think what my grandpa's trying to say is that life can be tough. And sometimes those tough things are like waves. And it's like, oh, fucking thank you, Johnny. <laughs> Putting the nail on the coffin. Read between the lines. No, please, just spell it out for me. Uh, I think Sam runs off to, like, call his dad or something, and then Grandpa's alone with Johnny. And he kind of goes into his own father-son, father-grandson talk, where he's saying... Or father-son. We don't know. We're not sure. Uh, but Grandpa is saying that, hey, I wasn't a perfect dad either. I'm not perfect just as a person either. Mm-hmm. And that you can be better, Johnny. Johnny is then telling Grandpa that, hey, things are really tough back in Vermont, which means maybe I should go back. And then Johnny Tsunami's like, haha, that's how I know you're my grandson. So they all go back they to all, Vermont. Grandpa included. To hit those waves of what we call life. And snow. So at the airport, 
Dad is very surprised to see both Johnny and Gren yes. go back, which causes him to delay his response of probably extreme anger to Johnny because, first things first, he hates his dad yeah. more than he hates his son, Johnny. Mama, Mama is very happy to see Mr. Tsunami back. And then we get more dad time, but this time it's between dad and grandpa. And they, they do a really good son or father to son talk, um, kind of like Mr. Tsunami and John. Almost Brink like, not quite. No, but not, it's, it's not a, Papa Brink. It's, it's, it's a good talk. So yeah, grandpa is saying that he could have been a better father and that he learned Peter, or Johnny's dad, wanted to quit surfing, that he couldn't change his mind. Yeah. And then his dad's like, well, that's good because. I didn't like surfing, and you were, you were right not to push me more. And he's like, uh-huh. Like Johnny, maybe? Maybe, maybe, maybe there's more in common between you and Johnny than just her name? So, Dad kind of picks up on, oh, maybe I should stop pushing Johnny to try to be somebody he's not. Is this the moment, too, when, we're, when we see the, uh, the two-photo photo, uh, photo album? I think that's slightly after this, but later. that is led up to because Johnny Tsunami says he's proud of Dad, and Everything's all forgiven. All he wanted was his dad to say he was proud of him. Yeah. So then, as Jacob was saying, we get to see a photo album. With just two photos. It's basically just two photos of... Johnny Tsunami and, and Peter. Yeah. As a, as a young, young baby man. Peter. And then Johnny Tsunami and... <laughs> the baby Peter. The adult actor Peter. <laughs> the They've only Which existed... Which is been photoshopped. It's just a photoshopped picture. Yeah. So, next day, Johnny and Johnny... I... <laughs> Fully and intended. Johnny. Yep. Johnny and Johnny hit the slopes, and apparently Johnny Tsunami already knows how to snowboard. He's like, Grandpa, how come you never told me you could snowboard? He's like, you never asked. Hey, Dad, bro. And I had a lot of questions, and I don't think they'll ever be addressed. <laughs> Where is the Johnny Tsunami prequel series? <laughs> what did Johnny do that allowed him to both live in Hawaii and afford that, and also apparently travel somewhere that he, he could snowboard? That 36 grand. He's, 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 just, he's just at the X Games. He does all the extreme <laughs> sports. So we get another sick montage of them carving some powder. This one yes. I for sure wrote down had ska music. Again, yes. decent ska music that I enjoyed. Good old Brett stops by to spoil the fun once again and tell them to get off the mountain. This is basically just, I held off on going off too much, but I should go back to the Hawaii segment. The Hawaii segment killed so much momentum of this movie. We already had the altercation between Brett and Johnny. Like what I kind of said. It was just kind of like, oh, you know, our movie's maybe 20 minutes short. Let's throw in a whole segment where we just go to Canada. The movie's only 90 fucking minutes long, and you got to pad it out with this Hawaii excursion. When the altercation, we're going to learn very quickly that Brett and Johnny are going to have a a race-off between skis and snowboard. You had this altercation already. Why didn't you just set up there when tensions are running high? And instead you have this whole little gallivant trip that doesn't really add a whole bunch. You could have had Johnny it, it, Tsunami. It, 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 it did get Grandpa coming back. But he could have come back anyways. He, You know, Johnny's calling him on the phone. Yes, oh, I'm worried about Johnny. Yeah. I'm going to come and like help him out and help out my son too. True. It felt, I mean, this is a much better movie and probably some people don't dislike this part. But in Godfather Part 1, there's the part where Michael after he kills the guy, goes off to Italy, and it's like an interminable, at least for me, an interminable part of the movie that just seems so slow and really kills the momentum of the movie. That movie's three hours long. This movie's 90 minutes, and this just kills the momentum of the movie. So, big points against this Fair movie. analysis, fair, fair critique. But as I was saying, 
after Brett gets in their face about, hey, get off my mountain, I wrote in my notes, yada, 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 let's have a competition to settle. Yes, Johnny, Johnny sets it up. Uh, little boy Johnny sets it up. Yes, and Papa? Like, <laughs> he sets Telling it up. Telling lies, no Papa. All right, we got it in there. He's, he sets it up to where, you know, oh, if, if them on the boards win, the mountain gets shared. But if the skier, you know, if, if Brett wins, it, you know, stays the same. And Brett's like, you know, what do I get out of it? You know, I don't get anything. And then what? Grandpa... I don't, just, I don't want to just maintain the status quo and keep my status and make everybody crawl under my feet in this great capitalistic society. So Grandpa pulls out the medal, the tsunami medal. So it, pretty, it, it could have been Brett's tsunami. After. How do you get that through the metal detectors on the plane? Right. Oh, this is before 9-11. Oh, my. So Grandpa throws it, and he's like, whoever's the best, you know, shred the best snow, gets to win the medal. And there's a funny moment where uh, Brett's just like, what the hell is that? And Johnny's like, oh, no, it, it's nothing. He's, like, embarrassed, like, Grandpa, put that away. Grandpa, it's not a big deal. Please, just stop. And then and then Grandpa's like, it's uh, it's uh, something Hawaiian medallion, you know. It goes to the greatest, you know, surfers on the, on the coast. And he's like, yeah, I'm in. Give me that medal. So the race is set, but first... Johnny's got to go home and have another dad conversation. Yeah. So John, Johnny's dad apologizes. He ungrounds Johnny because Johnny was grounded at some point that we didn't actually see because he ran away to Hawaii, so he definitely should have been grounded. Dad says, hey, I'm not perfect. And basically, he's sorry that he didn't really think the movie was going to be so hard on Johnny. Yeah. Johnny says, eh, actually, it's cool. It's not that bad. But can I get permission to do this race tomorrow? Which he already said he was going to do. So he's still being a bad son. Kind of going around his dad's authority and just being kind of shitty. Yeah. But dad says sure. And mom and grandpa are just off camera and they're so proud. Oh, you finally done it. You're not a deadbeat dad anymore. (laughs) So the day of the competition, we got to tie up some loose ends. Emily stops by to apologize to Johnny. Says her dad and Brett were the ones kind of pressuring her to stay away. So really, she's there to root for Johnny, not Brett. Or at least she's kind of neutral in this. The race starts, and Brett is very quick to cheat. Even quicker than Val. Because Val always waited until the the dark zone of the ESPN cameras or whatever. (laughs) Uh, Pushes Johnny down from the start. Doesn't really hurt too much. It's this. It's a typical action scene of people racing. So yeah. it progresses. They get closer. Brett pushes him a little bit more. Oh, whatever. It ends, and Johnny barely wins because Brett falls down, and yeah, it's Johnny. They, yeah, they both go off a giant jump. Brett yeah. kind of does like a. It looks like he's doing like the limbo, the limbo. or something. Yeah, sliding down, and that causes him to lose speed. So Johnny just barely beats him. As he's still laying on the ground, Johnny goes over to try to help Brett up, but Brett refuses Johnny's hand because he is a dick and will never learn. Uh, Johnny Tsunami bestows the title and medal of Tsunami to Johnny, but it is given to him by Emily. Yeah. And then we get Brett's friend who was like walking, like talking on the sideline, and Brent's like, or Brett's like, hey, you still suck. And they're like, whatever, Brett, it's over. And it's just. I just was like, wow, his friend is so shitty. He's just going to whoever is in power the most. He's yes. like the perfect like bully lackey. Yes. And then we get the best line in the movie where Johnny's dad says, we're having a party and everybody's invited. That's great. To which everybody is so happy about it. There's a huge uproar and then we get to see the party and it's, it's like a luau. Yeah, it's Hawaiian themed. Yeah. 
and it seems like there's snow on the mountains, they're and that's fine. Mountain. They're, they're wearing coats. They're wearing but there's coats. like no snow no on the snow ground around. outside of their house. It's just kind of how it is in Utah. Yeah. Or in this, you know, the set they filmed in... Well, I think... I guess they just said, like, locations in, like, Utah and Hawaii. So unless they filmed on, like, a soundstage for parts in, like, California, which I don't think they probably would have. So, yeah. It was... Maybe a bit of a continuity error, but who cares? The movie's almost over. Yeah. We get to see mom and dad talking to Johnny and say, oh, we've decided to get a divorce. No, just kidding. <laughs> we've decided to let you go back and live in Hawaii with Grandpa yeah. if you want. So yeah. we don't actually get the closure of her, you know, saying, oh, I'm still in love with your father. He's done better now. So who knows? Their relationship is still fraught at this point. Though Johnny says, hey, you know what? It's not so bad here. I'll I'll stay. Sam's still leaving though at this point. Yeah, and we didn't really get any last word from Sam. Which no, was kind of sad. Sam, who is definitely, or at least arguably, the second, second main, main character, character of the movie, in my opinion, a more interesting character than Johnny, mm-hmm. and he gets short shrift at the yeah. end because of the slightly hinted at like Emily relationship and between Emily and Johnny, which isn't really. It's hardly really there in the gross. movie, and it's one of those formulaic aspects of a decom that they seem to force in there. I feel like they, you know, maybe planned on doing a sequel much sooner than the seven, eight year, you know, span difference. So it'll be interesting to see when, when we get to that to see if if Emily, if Xenon makes an appearance, or if Sam, Mister Iceland himself, you know, comes back. Or yeah, it just felt it just felt shitty that they could have had like a fun like bro moment, but instead yeah. they're like, oh, we gotta check this box and have this, you know, they, dumb they, love story. They could have did one more, um, Sam and Todd and Johnny, like, a, a secret kind of handshake where they bring their arms across their chest and kind of, like, bop, you know, they could have did one more last <laughs> That came off as extremely white. <laughs> they could have so, one more of those, but... The yeah. movie ends with a slow dance song that comes up. Johnny and Emily are slow dancing together. Yeah. And then it changes to, like, Hawaiian music or something. And then just fades out to black. No, no, no freeze frame. No freeze frame. So no freeze frame. Fucking f minus. Well, what they could have did is just somebody threw like a snowball at the camera, that's up in the sky, and just freeze the snowballs. Nah, away that's too Nickelodeon the for them. That's yeah. that's Rugrats right there. Yeah. So that was Johnny Tsunami. I guess as per usual, I'll give. I mean, Jacob started out the discussion this time, but I'll still give my opinion first. Ah, that's kind of that's meh. That's how I just feel is sigh. I think there was some interesting aspects with the social dynamics between the two schools. Yeah. Dealing with socioeconomic issues of like lower class or with the inclusion of Sam, maybe like some slight like racism hints, but they didn't really go there and it come came off as even like dumber than a Dr. Seuss book of the butter where you want like your toast buttered. So just that was kind of a mess. And then they just had too many things to focus on. If they kind of just focused on that and left out like the dad issues behind but there were so many dad issues mm-hmm. as i said intergenerational dad issues there was the whole excursion out to hawaii that just really maybe i'm being a little dramatic with how it killed the momentum but it just felt superfluous to really the rest of the film even as great as the line is we're having a party and everybody's invited to show how cool of a dad you are now. Great line. That's what it was. That's how his marriage was saved is that he just had a party and everybody was invited. It just, yeah, I, I honestly, of the ones we've watched, I'd probably put it lower. I'd probably still put it above, like, You Lucky Dog is definitely my least favorite, but I want to even say, like, 
Halloween Town Whoa. is probably one of my lesser favorites, and this is probably above Halloween Town. But it's ironic that so many of the names I've heard of these movies ahead of time, like Halloween Town mm-hmm. and Drowning Tsunami, are kind of disappointing for me. And then Smart House was in a Dark Horse. That was one I expected to like and did like a lot. But a Dark Horse, like Can of Worms, or at least for me, like Xenon. Or Brink kind of caught me off guard, and I really like those a lot more. Um, this is a movie that I remember, you know, again, this is, this is, this is one, I mean, I mean, I, I, I didn't call everything, I obviously, you know, like we said, I didn't You can give an opinion that's not I, just based on whether you remember a movie or not. Uh, well, we, one thing we didn't mention was the whole, the brother feud, that, the, we, we hinted at it, but, so, so the, the two brothers, one thing we, we, we kind of hinted at, um, the, the, you know, the mountain was split by family, but the, the brothers, two brothers owned, you know, one of them owned the ski shop, which we kind of see, we didn't really see much of him, and then the other owned the snowboard shop, he was more fun and outgoing, you know, big fan of Johnny Tsunami, the grandpa, and in the end, and even at the party, we see these two, and they kind of, you know, make amends, and they're, you know, they're friends once again, but the movie as a whole, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of, like, I'm, I'm not big into, you know, snowboarding, or skiing, or, you know, um, surfing, so it wasn't, like, really too, it wasn't, like, fast-paced, you know, I, I just kind of just felt like a... But there's ways to, even if you don't, even if you're not an enthusiast, like with Brink, I'm not a roller skater, but I was still able to enjoy some of that. Like, that's something you can do with movies or shows, is you can get people to care about things they don't normally do. It, 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 Johnny Tsunami like, it wasn't, like, a lot of energy, it wasn't an energetic movie for me. No, and like the big moments kind of just felt like a lot of what we had already seen. We had already seen so many montages of yeah. snowboarding. So even when it was a race and there's some more exciting it music playing, same, it's like, same eh. old, same old. That was a Disney movie. That's, I don't know. I'd give it maybe like a three out of five. Okay. Maybe a bit of a, a lower note, kind of a <laughs> compared to Smart House. That's certainly the, the energy we had in that episode, but... Hopefully, hopefully in seven years, you know, when we get to Johnny Capahala, you know, it's it's beefed up a little bit. Well, when we get to Johnny Capahala, you might find a certain note put in my room saying something. And oh. Who knows what it'll say. Oh my. I'm going to Iceland. I'm running oh away to my. Iceland. I mean, Hawaii. I don't know. Fuck oh this my. movie. So, another one of our, surprisingly, a longer episode, I think, even though I'm not super hot on this movie. Hopefully it didn't drone on too much, but let me just drone on a little bit longer with our outro bullshit. So, another whole new pod in the bay. We don't have any emails this week, but if you want to send one in, it's a whole new pod at gmail.com, or you can maybe tweet at us on Twitter at a whole new pod, all one word, or however you want to get your, your comments or concerns or fan fiction or theories you on iTunes your own uh, fan fiction of the pre the, the prequel to Johnny Tsunami about yeah. the titular Johnny Tsunami uh, and I guess follow Jacob on Twitter Jacob at, underscore Telejohn and I think Jacob doesn't know this I think I'll hopefully be able to get Jacob on maybe setting up a YouTube channel for the show just as another avenue for you to consume the podcast or recommend it for others that maybe is a little easier or more accessible to watch or well it'll just be most likely a still image of the cover of the movie yeah. or something but maybe down the line we'll add a little bit of spark spark yeah up. so uh with that i've been lucas melby and i've been jacob telejohn and jacob oh 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 ohana means family it sure does
pretty much everywhere, it's going to be hot. Try that. Man, I don't need a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Arthur.